You can't control what's outside your home, but you can control what comes in. Because Clorox disinfecting wipes kill 99.9% of viruses and bacteria, including COVID-19 virus, when used as directed on hard, non-porous surfaces. So whether it's from dirty doorknobs, dirty shoes, or something else, outside germs won't stand a chance. When it counts, trust Clorox. Kill Pseudomonas, Salmonella, and Influenza virus type A2. Kill SARS-CoV-2 on hard, non-porous surfaces. Use as directed. Show on the Gruly True Sports Network. The college football show is brought to you by manscaped.com. Promo code TGT20. Free shipping, 20% off, and you won't nick your nuts, correct? Correct. Sam, you got it right. All right. So I'm your host, Mike Good Pastor. I want to welcome in my co host, Sam Teets. How you doing, Sam? I'm doing great, Mike. How about you? All right. College football continues on. Well, most of the games continue on. Some don't, but. What do you think about Buffalo University? What was the running back? He had like eight touchdowns in this last week. Yeah, I remember that was an incredible number. I think they actually pulled him a little early. I would like to see just how much he could have done damage-wise because he was having a phenomenal outing. And Buffalo, every now and then, it feels like they put out one or two really good players into the NFL. I think, was Khalil Mack from there? I'm pretty sure he was. I think so. I think he was. Um, the, the thing about them, though, this is where you Michigan's next coach or Texas's next coach. Hey, Leopold. You there? I'm sorry, I cut off a bit. Have you heard of Larry Leopold? I have not heard much about him at all. Or Lance Leopold, I'm sorry, but he was the head football coach at Wisconsin Whitewater, which is Division Three college football. He won six national championships while he was there. I think it might have even been six consecutive. But when he got there, Mount Union was the big team. He built a program that actually took down Mount Union. And I think this is a guy, if you look at what he's done at Buffalo, he's done a great job there. And I think this is the guy, if I'm at Michigan or if I'm at Texas, I'm going to fire Tom Herman or Jim Harbaugh, which I think both are probably going to happen. Leopold is a guy that I would definitely consider. I mean, I actually think Tom Herman's probably going to get fired here because they just lost to Iowa State this past weekend. I think he's probably gone. Harbaugh, you might be able to buy an extra year because of the fact that, you know, he's had success in the past, just not against Ohio State, which might be the ultimate reason he gets cut off. But you're right. I mean, he's done well at Buffalo. They had a 10-win season in 2018. They had eight and, they went 8-5 and five this past year. They won the Bahamas Bowl. So they've had some bowl wins. They've done a fairly good job building this program up because when we got there, this was a five-win team. Now they're basically doubling that output every year. All right, and I just think the guy's a hell of a football coach. What he did at Wisconsin-Whitewater was really great. If you know anything about Division Three college football, which you haven't even seen Slapshot or Hoosiers, so I think you probably don't, Mount Union was a dominant program that, you know, over the years has put a lot of guys in the NFL. Even I think they had eight or nine guys while Mount Union was the big dog there. But I, I think that that's a guy I would look at uh, this kind of outside of the box because, you know, Michigan's always talking about wanting a Michigan man. But I would think that maybe it's time for something other than a Michigan man. All right. I'm from Indiana, and I, I have a hard time believing this, but I actually spent the day once again on Saturday watching the Indiana Hoosiers. They got another win, 27-11 to 11, over the Maryland Terrapins. But they lose Michael Penix for the rest of the season, which not much of it left, but a big game coming up against Wisconsin that the Hoosiers really need to win. How do you think this affects IU? 
Well, I think it's pretty big. Now, you told me a little bit off screen that you think the back of quarterback is actually fairly good as well. But to me, Michael Penix Jr., I mean, this is a player who was playing at his peak the past couple of weeks. And I thought, you know, I think losing him could have a huge impact on this program because you look at what they did against Ohio State, 491 yards, five touchdowns, only one interception. I mean, he was phenomenal in that game. Also against Rutgers in Michigan earlier this year, where he had three touchdowns each of those games. I just don't know, Mike. I mean, can you really have a back quarterback that reaches that standard to play? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I I think this, I mean, he's out. And when you look at this, the way this season has went, I mean, I still, Wisconsin only gets scored seven points against Northwestern. Now, I think Northwestern, team we saw get upset by Michigan State. I think Northwestern defensively is good enough to win the Big Ten West. But offensively, I don't think they're very good. And when I look at Penix being out for the year, I mean, it really hurts this team. He wasn't playing great the last game. But still, losing your starting quarterback, especially at this point, really hurts. The backup, Jake Tuttle, or Jack Tuttle, is a guy who, I mean, he's a pro-style quarterback. He transferred from the University of Utah. So he was a fairly highly ranked recruit because Utah is one of the best programs in the Big 12, which is something else a few years ago I never would have thought I would have said. But when you look at Tuttle, I think Tuttle is good enough, and Indiana's defense is good enough. You get Stevie Scott running the ball. I still think Indiana can go to Wisconsin and win. And I know from seeing the point spread, I would definitely take the 10 points in Indiana going to Wisconsin. Really, it's 10 points. I wouldn't think it would be that that big of a gap. I mean, Indiana's played good football. Maybe losing Penix increases that. But Indiana's playing really well right now, I thought. Well, I think it, right now it's at 9.5 points is the spread. So it dropped from 10 when this injury first occurred. So it is what it is. But I think Indiana can cover that spread. I think Indiana can still win the game. I think Tom Allen has done some special things in Indiana. It, let's make no mistake about it. The Big Ten is a mess this year, though. Well, yeah, and also because they're not—I mean—they're not getting a lot of games in them. Ohio State didn't, didn't even play this past weekend. Wisconsin's only playing five games this year. It's really not going to be—it's not going to be a great conference. And also, they're really weak. I mean, Penn State, Minnesota, Michigan—those are all bad teams this year. Yeah, I mean, there's not too many good teams in the Big Ten. And whenever you're talking about Indiana being one of the top two teams in the Big Ten, you know the Big Ten is down. And when we talk about the Big Ten, though, Sam. The concern is this. Will they change the rules for Ohio State if Ohio State doesn't play another game and let them go to the Big Ten Championship game? Or do you think that they'll stick with this? If they don't play a certain amount of games, they're not going. You see, I was joking with you about this earlier, but I seriously think there's a chance here where they'll say, oh, well, it's, it's COVID-19, and they'll say that, you know, it's an exceptional year. I seriously think there's a chance here that, I mean, it sounds stupid, I understand that, but I think there's a chance here that they would say, uh, you know what, we'll just pass it on for a year and we'll let Ohio State in. It, it's not fair. It's not right. But I do think there's a chance it happens because it is Ohio State and it's Justin Fields and this is just what they do. Yeah, but the thing is this. Is it fair that if they are 5-0 and and won the Big Ten, that they would go to a college playoff? I mean, they could knock out, let's see, Clemson beats Notre Dame. They could knock out Notre Dame, who has a win over Clemson, which Indiana is a good football team, but beating Notre Dame or beating Clemson is a bigger job than beating Indiana or a team like Cincinnati. Cincinnati might be 10 and 0 with five or six wins against teams that at one point or another were ranked in the top 25. 
how can you put Ohio State in the college football playoff? Or if they do allow them in and they win, is there any way they keep them out of the college football playoffs because they're only 5-0? and Look, I've said this before. I'm not in favor of putting Ohio State in the college football playoffs if they only play five or six games just because of the fact that it's ridiculous. I mean, really, you should have to play a full schedule of games or close to a full schedule of games to get to the point where you're ranked in the top four. To me, you cannot finish a year with six games on your schedule and be considered a legitimate playoff caliber team. I don't care what you've shown. I don't care who players on your who your coaches, what the players are on your roster. I don't care. To me, you need to have at least, I'll say, about eight games played, including the into your own conference championship game, to actually be a legitimate contender and to have a chance to be in the college football playoffs. I'm not a big fan of Ohio State getting in, which they probably will if they go undefeated. I'm not a big fan of it, even if. They're undefeated, and even if they win the big attack. Well, how about this, though? If they make it to the college football playoffs, they're going to get lit up by somebody. They're going to get their ass kicked because their secondary is terrible. I mean, if they go in and they play Clemson and Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence will torch them. Mac Jones will torch them. When you look right now at the top 10, you've got Alabama 8-0, Notre Dame 9-0. You've got Clemson 8-1, Ohio State 4-0. Texas A&M, 6-1, Florida, 7-1, Cincinnati, 8-0. I mean, when you look at that, I don't see how you could even consider Ohio State there, especially when you consider that, you know, Penn State's won, what, one game this year, and they scored 28 points on Ohio State's terrible defense. Uh, Michael Penix in Indiana scored uh, scored almost 40 points on them. They put up 35. So I think this, no matter what their record is, they're not one of the four best teams in the country. No, and you look at I mean, Rutgers. I mean, Rutgers, of all people, put 27 points on Ohio State. I mean, this is not a defense that's held teams down. This defense has not been that good. They have Sean Wade's a really good corner. He's going to feature, probably a future first-round pick. But outside of that, they don't have much in the defensive backfield. They just lost Jeffrey Okuda and Jordan Fuller to the NFL this past year. It doesn't look like they've recovered whatsoever. This is not that great of a team. And we even saw Justin Fields throw, I think, three interceptions against Indiana. Yeah. So he's not playing phenomenal football either. So right now, I'm just I'm not in on Ohio State whatsoever. I think if you play the Clemson at full health, or you play an Alabama at full health, you're going to get destroyed. Frankly, the top seven teams of this top 25 are what really matter, cutting off after Cincinnati. And to me, Ohio State should not be should not be up there. It should not be top four. Maybe I'll say seven or eight. I could probably give you that, but not top four. I don't know if I could give you seven or eight at four and oh. They do have to win against Indiana, though. But, I mean, they're probably, they're, they would beat Miami of Florida. I think that they would probably beat Georgia. I don't know why Georgia's ranked so high. That's another legacy ranking, right? I mean, Georgia's what? They got two wins, and they have lost to basically all the really good teams they played this year. Yeah, they played two good teams. They've lost to them. Um, Cincinnati's another team. Okay, here we go. Bobby Sharon, what do records have to do with anything? Ohio State, 4-0, light as well. B-8-0 if they had four night games on their schedule, and they would have been favored in all of them. Yeah, my point is this. I don't really care what their record is. They're not one of the four best teams in the country because if they play against a team that can throw the ball, they're going to get torched. The Big Ten's terrible. And I'll tell you this. If Hunter Pennix doesn't get hurt, you play out the whole season, Ohio State would be undefeated. Indiana would have one loss. Everybody else would suck. Wisconsin, maybe just one or two losses. And I hate to tell you this. I'm an Indiana fan. Indiana's not a top 10 team. I mean, Wisconsin's not a top 10 team. Ohio State, in a full season, to me, 
would never sniff the college football playoffs, even though they would get in because they're Ohio State. The Justin Fields thing, I know that Bobby brought this up before, how he could win the Heisman. Can't win the Heisman because he's not that good. He's just not. He's not as good as Kyle Trask. I mean, he's a little bit better than what Dwayne Haskins was. That's it. But this is not a normal Ohio State team. This is not the normal Big Ten. You know, I, I would say this. I think it's po- I, I think it's very possible. The Big 12 is better than the Big Ten. Hell, the AAC is better than the Big Ten. The Pac-12 is better than the Big Ten. This is as bad as I've ever seen the Big Ten. Well, saying the Pac-12 is better than the Big Ten, I mean, that's quite a statement there because the Pac-12 is pretty awful as well. So They're, They both suck. Yeah. If we're I being mean, honest, it's really – the ACC is yeah. not that great either. The ACC has Miami, they have Notre Dame, they've got Clemson, they've got North Carolina. New North Carolina is not that good. No, and Miami is not that good. The thing that saves the ACC is they got Notre Dame this year. Yeah, and Clemson. Don't be leaving out Clemson there. I thought Clemson was kind of always in the ACC, so I didn't think I had to bring That's it true. up. That's yeah, true. Yeah, good point. Good point. I didn't, think you, I didn't see what you're saying there. I see what you're saying now. Yeah. Quit it's busting, also Quit busting my balls. <laughs> And you know what? Also, going back to Justin Fields, like, there's no way he wins the Heisman here. He's got, what, six regular season games plus one more. He got seven games played. You shouldn't be able to win the Heisman with seven games played. The Heisman is the best player in college football. And to me, the best player in college football has to play quite a few games to prove himself. Well, I mean, you can't just do it this way. And the Sheridan report says, your point there is good, but my point about records not mattering is also fair. It's not fair. Because this is the thing. If I'm out if I'm Ohio State and I only play four games this year and everybody else playing 10 or 11. The difference is this we could sit there and we can say, well, Ohio State would run the Big Ten. But if you play the extra six games, how do we know Justin Fields didn't go down and get hurt? <coughs> how do we know things don't happen? You know, Clemson lost Trevor Lawrence for a couple games. It was COVID induced or whatever. But still, what I'm saying is this when you look at it, the eye test, Ohio State doesn't meet it. So the only thing you can do is show me what they've done. They've beaten three bad teams. They slipped by Indiana by seven. Indiana's nowhere near a top 10 team. <clears throat> if Indiana goes to Alabama, they get rung up by 40 points. I'm an Indiana fan, but that's just the truth. Yeah, this is Ohio State team. We, we mentioned it. You're not playing good competition. And to me, you know, it, it's a bad conference. It's one of the worst conferences out there right now. And like I said, they don't pass the eye test. They just don't look good. They don't look like they normally do. And frankly, they don't have the dominant players they usually do. If you look at the roster, they don't have a Nick Bosa. They don't have a Chase Young. I mean, they really don't have those pieces around them right now. They don't have a Terry McLaurin. There's no one there on that roster that jumps out to me and says, you know, this is a fantastic player. This guy is going to dominate single-handedly. It's just not that way this year for Ohio State. So even if we're talking about, Records don't matter. To me, it's not a roster. It looks like on par with something that Clemson has or something that Alabama has. No, I agree. And, I mean, I know everybody's in love with the Ohio State mystique, but it's just not there. Notre Dame would run them out of the building right now because Ian Book would throw the ball all over them. They would score a lot of points. Now, Ohio State may score a lot, but they're not going to score enough to win the game. And I'm not even sure Ohio State's offense is that good, not compared to what it what it has been. I mean, because let's face it, the best defense they played was Indiana. They put 42 on them, but those points were all done in a small period. When you get to the fourth quarter, Indiana slowed them down. Indiana pretty much stopped them, and that's what got them back in the game from mid-third to the end of the fourth quarter. 
So when I look at this, the Cincinnati Bearcats, if they go 10-0 and and they win the AAC, will have beaten, I think, six teams that have spent time in the top 25. That team belongs there before Ohio State. And I can tell you from the eye test by watching both teams, and I don't know if UC could hang with Alabama or Clemson, but I think they would beat Ohio State. I think defensively, they're really good. They got Desmond Ritter who can run. He can throw dual threat option. I think they would beat Ohio State right now. I think UC would win the Big Ten without a problem this year. And I think people are going to call you crazy, but let's sit back and take a second here and think about it. If Indiana just lost to Ohio State by some points, how big is the gap between Indiana and Cincinnati normally? It's not that big, at least from my perspective. No, so it's saying not. saying that Cincinnati would win. I mean, saying Cincinnati would beat Ohio State, that's not a reach because Indiana came within seven points of doing that. Well, actually, if you look at Indiana and Cincinnati last year, I think Cincinnati probably was significantly better than Indiana last year. I mean, that was a team that didn't lose to the last two games when they lost a close game in the AFC Championship to Memphis. Memphis was a good team last year. Memphis was ranked in the top 15 when they played UC. UC was undefeated at that point. They finished the year ranked in, I think, the top 15 or 16. So Indiana was not ranked like that last year. So I think when you look at Cincinnati and Indiana, Luke Fickle is a better coach than Tom Allen. Desmond Ritter is a better quarterback than Michael Penix. I like Michael Penix, but right now, Michael Penix still has games like he had against Wisconsin. And I Ritter had a s- slow start to the season. But I think the big difference between Cincinnati and Indiana is up front, and especially defensively. The UC defense is really good. SMU, you pull them up. SMU was ranked 14th, and Indiana beat them by like 40 points. And they just basically bludgeoned that defense. UC's beaten teams like UCF. It was a close game at UCF, but UCF is a quality consistently over the last three or four years, top 25 program, and you beat them on the road. So I don't know that Central Florida couldn't beat Indiana because I'm an Indiana fan, but since I'm an Indiana fan, I'm a realist. I don't know really how good they are. They're playing in the Big Ten. Uh, Normal years, Indiana beats Michigan and Penn State. Shit, we're top 10. But right now, you know, Rutgers can beat Penn State. Everybody beats Michigan. Everybody beats Penn State. So what does that tell us? I mean, I just think the lack of strength in that conference tells you a lot. The Big 12 champion should go before the Big 10 champion. Which is something I don't think I would ever agree on, at least a couple of years ago, because of how weak that conference was compared to the Big 10. The Big 10 for a while... I'll say even last year, I thought the Big Ten was possibly the strongest conference in college football, and now it's it's not even close in my mind. They're one of the weakest ones out there. I think the ACC this year has been more has been stronger this year than the Big Ten. Well, there's no doubt. You've got two quality teams in Notre Dame and Clemson. You got Miami of Florida, who's kind of teetering. And I'll tell you, Miami of Florida. I don't think they're a top ten team right now, but I think the new coach there was his name Diaz. I mean, yeah. I think he's done a really good job with that team. I don't. I mean, I didn't expect them to be what nine and one right now or whatever they are. Um, they're going to play Duke this week because of COVID things that have switched it. It seems like Florida State's done now, Sam. Yeah, it sounds like Florida State's not going to have a game the rest of the season, which is really really weird because they haven't played in the last three weeks now since they canceled against Clemson, and that looks like their season's done and over. Without that, Florida State was going anywhere, but just got to be a really weird way to end the year. Especially, I mean, can you imagine if you're a senior and you're just you're suddenly just done? Your college football career ends. Yeah, must be a weird way to go about it. Yeah, but at least it's Florida State, so it just saved you a bunch of ass whoopings. And really, that program's really dropped off the face of the earth since Jimbo Fisher. 
Um, what other games were at? There was a bunch of games canceled last week. There's going to be a bunch of games canceled this week. Um, what's the game of the week this week? Indiana, Wisconsin? Mm, probably, right? There's not a lot of other games out there unless you think Michigan State's going to pull an upset bet against Ohio State. And the only the only ranked game I see out here between two ranked teams is going to be Texas A&M versus Auburn. But at the same point, Auburn hasn't shown me a lot this year. Their quarterback bonus is Auburn still awful. ranked. Is Auburn still yeah, Auburn's, ranked? Well, Auburn's still ranked 22. I don't know if it's updated yet. They were ranked they 22 now, when but... they got hammered by Alabama. I thought they were 22 before that. I don't think those rankings have been updated. Auburn that's, is, probably, that's probably fair. Yeah, Auburn probably is not a, Auburn's not a top 25 team. Um, who's your Heisman winner right now? I'm still stick with Kyle Trask. I know the quarterback from BYU, Zach, isn't Zach Wilson, is that his name? I'm trying yeah. to, I'm hoping that I get the name right. But he's done pretty well this season. I think it's probably Kyle Trask, Mac Jones, and Zach Wilson are the guys I'm probably taking down the stretch here. I know Trevor Lawrence, I would say he's got the talent, obviously, but he's missed a couple of games. You really can't do that if you want to be a Heisman finalist. To me, I just like what Kyle Trask has done. 34 touchdowns already, only three interceptions, completing 71.4% of his throws. It's going to be him down at the stretch. I really I really do like Kyle Trask. I love what he's done in Florida. And I think winning at that program, which has a little less talent around him than what they have in Alabama, gives him – in my mind, the edge or Mac Jones. Yeah, I, I think the numbers, I would go with him. I would go Zach Wilson second. I think BYU is getting screwed in this deal. I think BYU should be ranked higher than 14th. BYU should be in front of Georgia. I mean, BYU's yeah. got the 51-17 win at Boise State. That's better than any win Georgia's got. They've got a better quarterback. And once again, this is a legacy ranking. I think BYU should probably sit right behind Cincinnati. Yeah, they deserve to be, in my mind, at least the top, top 10, right? I mean, they're... Pretty far down there. I would put them ahead of Miami. I put them ahead of Oklahoma. They're 14 right now, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I would definitely have them top 10. And Zach Wilson, like you said, he's having a great year. He's completing 74% of his throws, 26 touchdowns, two interceptions. He's also running the ball, ran for eight touchdowns this year already. So Zach Wilson's a very good quarterback. He's definitely better than what they have in Georgia. I think he's better than what they have in Miami for sure, better than De'Ara King in my mind. I think you got to put BYU, an undefeated program, which should probably be in the top 10 at this point in the year. And Bobby wanted us to bring up Jarrett Patterson for Buffalo for the Heisman also. I well, mean, he's, I, he's, thing. Actually, he's one really game running the ball crazy. That's the running back who just had a ton of yards. But really, I mean, we mentioned we mentioned the game thing. He's played four games this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and I mean, that's the problem. But you know what? One game at 409 yards could put him into conversation because not too many even played that much. And I think what I saw was – They've got a running back two weeks before that. It ran for over 100 yards. It wasn't even him. Yeah, it's going to be a great running program. I mean, he, I'm pulling up his game logs right now. He had against Bowling Green 301 rushing yards for four touchdowns. And this past weekend Damn. against Kent State, 409 yards and eight touchdowns. Is so that his only two games? Got, yeah, in four games, in four games played, he has 920 yards and 16 touchdowns. That's not too bad in four games. No, that's pretty good. Well, that's not too bad in 12 games. <laughs> so why isn't he up for it? Because he plays. You know, I, I did say the game limit, but, you know, if, if he really – let me pull up Travis Etienne's number. He's got more rushing yards than Travis Etienne already. Yeah, but Travis Etienne, that's Clemson's problem right now. They can't run the ball. Yeah. And I, right I, now, I, that's what's going to knock Clemson out of this thing before it's over said and done with because Trevor Lawrence is really good. But, you know, even Joe Burrow needed Hilaire last year running the ball to be able to loosen th- things up for him. 
And if it doesn't get on track, and I don't know, is it more ATN that's not on track, or is it more to Clemson offensive line? I think it's the offensive line, if I'm being honest. They only have one returning starter, and this year, even the pass protection has been a bit shakier this year. I really think the offensive line's the problem here, not so much ETN. Although I do think there have been, like, his fumbling, he has fumbling problems. He does have fumbling issues. I think that's contributed somewhat to it. But I, I'm leaning more towards the offensive line in this situation. All right, Sam, anything else we want to discuss before we wrap it up? I mean, I think we've covered pretty much everything for college football. At this point, there's, there's not a lot of big highlight news here. There's not a lot of big games this weekend either. All right, make sure you check out manscaped.com, promo code TJT, TGT20. So, of course, you don't nick your nuts. That's still Exactly, that's their new slogan here. I know, don't nick your nuts. Don't ruffle your foreskin. <laughs> that doesn't exactly have the same ring to it, Mike. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think don't nick your nuts. I think Manscaped should probably pay me just for coming up with the slogan, don't nick your nuts. But Sam, Make a t-shirt out of it. Sam shaved his nuts, and he said he didn't nick them. He didn't bleed out or anything. So make sure you check out Manscaped at manscaped.com, promo code TGT20. You can follow Sam Teets at Sam Teets 33 You can follow me at Grilling Truth. We'll be back with the NFL show tomorrow at 1 o'clock Eastern time with what, the quarterback power rankings, Sam? Yeah, we'll have the quarterback power rankings ready, and go, ready to go for tomorrow. All right, guys. So for now, we're going to wrap it up. Make sure you check us out on Rockfin also. But for now, for Sam Teets, I'm Mike Goodpastor. You've been listening and watching to The Grueling Truth, where the legends speak. Are you ready to give your employees and customers smooth, secure digital experiences? Then you need Ping Identity as an identity security pioneer. Ping champions your unique identity so your employees can be productive rock stars and your customers can engage with your brand wherever and however they want with lovable digital experiences. I'm the chief identity champion and I'm here to help. Visit pingidentity.com today. Don't let impaired driving ruin your holiday. Always have a plan for a sober ride. DC police are arresting drunk and drug drivers. Drive sober or get pulled over. Message from the District Department of Transportation and Metropolitan Police Department.